You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you all to another episode of Lounging with Skip. Um, this is episode uh, 43, I believe, or 44. I have to really kind of um, go back in my uh, uh, past videos to see, but I'm pretty sure it's episode 43. Um, I'm sitting with a man that I came in contact with, I believe it was in 2018, um, around July, August, 2018, um, on a BET movie called uh, Her Only Choice. And the times that I was cutting this brother on that, um, on that movie, we had some interesting conversations, you know what I'm saying? The energy was good, we had deep conversations. And I was like, okay, this brother, you know what I'm saying? like his mindset is, is different, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it, and it, and, and his thinking and his, you know, his thoughts, whatever, in a way matches mine to where it could become conversation. So a lot of the times when I was cutting them, uh, we would just be having deep conversations and that stuck with me. Um, so fast forward, uh, about two years, what was it like? yeah, close to three years later, um, was working on another movie and when I saw before I got called in to go in on that day I looked at the call sheet and uh, saw his name on there and I was like oh man I'm about to see him tomorrow and uh, so when the um, the PA brought him into the the trailer it wasn't no hesitation we just we know saying dapped up and continued on from where we left off you know what I'm saying um, this brother's a good brother um, he's an actor, been doing this thing for quite some time. Um, I want to welcome um, to uh, the Lounging with Skip podcast, Tim and Direct, actor Tim and Direct, also known as Tree. Now, I didn't know that you went by Tree until one of the kids, I was cutting him, and I mentioned your name, and he was like, oh, you mean Tree? I was like, yeah, y'all call him Tree? I was like, but I was like, okay, because he's tall, Tree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I yeah. put two and two together. But I <clears throat> yeah, didn't even I, know you by tree. I told all the all the folks, you know, including the kids on the movie, but you can just call me tree. I figured I'd be the only tree on set, just make it easier for everybody. Mm. And you know, the kids loved it. And I just told everybody just call me that. I know you're talking to me, so we can get things moving. So yeah, man. Now, how tall are you? Just just to uh, I'm six five. I'm not the tallest dude in the world, but amongst my family and a lot of my friends, you know, I'm typically the tallest, you know. I got some homies, man, make me look short. But, you know, <laughs> most of my folks, man, you know, I, I stand out. So, yeah, the nickname stuck amongst my family and my friends. So, okay. I want to recap. This right here is episode 44. So, 44. Kind of, this is episode 44. Um, yes, so, so let, like, let the listeners and the viewers know, like, how did you begin? So, where are you from? From Chicago, South Side. Um, you know, um, Born and raised, yeah. Born and bred on the, in the uh, on the south side of Chicago in an area called the Wild Hunts. Anybody from Chicago, you know, they they should be familiar with that area if they're of a certain age and ilk. Um, came out to LA two thousand one. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, my, my mom passed away. We had to sell the house, and my sister was in charge of the affairs. So, I uh, I came out to LA and mm. uh, to kind know, of move forward. So so just to go back though by 
in in your earlier years, did you ever see us? What did you have an interest in TV and acting at an early age? No, when I was young, you know, like grade school age, you know, I was I'm an artist as well, and you know, I wanted to do like comic books and cartoons and and you know, uh, things like Marvel, like in DC comics, like anthologies and things like that, which I'm still working on art projects now, just in different ways. But um, as I got older, I uh, I, I grew very fond of action movies like uh, Rambo and First Blood, Terminator, um, Predator, you know, all of those movies that, you know, just inspire me. I like stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I always told my parents, you know, I want to do that. I want to I want to be on TV. And, you know, we don't have a history of actors or entertainers yeah. in my family. I'm the as far as I know, I mean, I know um, a couple of my nieces and nephews uh, express interest, but I'm the only one in my whole family. I have a huge family, but I'm the only one. Uh, you know, doing what I do. Mm. But, uh, you know, one day I came home and uh, my mother had just heard a, a radio uh, advertisement. I think it was on WGCI. And she just heard a commercial saying, you want to be in the movies, you know, come down to this address and mm. audition for, oddly enough, it was a made for television movie entitled There Are No Children Here starring Oprah Winfrey. Mm. And that was my very first time ever being on like an actual you know outside of the home video mm-hmm. um you know being uh on a on a television a movie set or a television set and having seen myself on tv i just played an extra i didn't have any lines i was brand new to the industry i didn't know what to expect mm. and when i got to set i just saw the moving parts and the lights and the cameras and the 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 the, the, the rails for the dollies and you know, the mics and the, the special lighting and the, all these different people that I recognize and I'm seeing them in real life. And I just said, you know, I, I like this. This is what I want to do. Mm. And Around was, what year was this? This year? was 1993, I believe. Wow. 93. Um, when I, I, I got 92 or 93, I got to look back. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, did that. And then I had my friends calling me, hey, man, we saw you on TV in the movie. And I just it was exciting, you know, and I saw myself and. Uh, you know, they had the little VHS thing where we recorded it and so I can play it back, show people like, hey, that's me right there in the corner with the yellow and black on, you know. Walking by or something like something, yeah, something know. real quick. Something real yeah. Quick. I mean, it was enough to where you can see me and then you saw me in another angle, but it, okay. that was about it. But that was enough to, you know, to, to spark in me the desire to keep doing this. Then I went away to college. Now, what what, uh, what school did you go to? Alcorn State University. Okay. You know, played a little basketball there, graduated. And uh, came back, you know, while I was there, you know, I was doing different things because I had a, attained an agent. So I would drive the 12 hours to Chicago. To, I was body doubling for uh, Scotty Pippen. And oh, really? Okay. Doing, uh, you know, modeling jobs and calendars and things like that. Nothing very huge, but enough to keep me, you know, working. And, you know, as a college student, you go do this body double work and they they pay you for that. You come back to school, you know, you were the man back yeah. then. So yeah. Yeah. I did that. But when I graduated, um, you know, came back home and decided, you know, because my mother was diagnosed with cancer while I was still in school. So when I graduated, my little brother and I graduated at the same time. He had a longer major, um, but I went to school after him. Long story. Um, but when I came back, I decided to get a job where mostly I could be with my mom, you know, at home, you know, during the day and then have a job where I worked later in the evening to take care of her. And then when she passed away, moved out to L.A., man, and, and then things just... You know, it was like an up and down type of thing. You know, I was met with like some traumatic experiences and things like that. And then boom, here's a gift. Here's a movie role. Here's a TV role. Here's a play. Here's this and that. So now now you moved out here in uh, 20 years ago. 
Um, looking back on that, does it seem like that was 20 years ago? I mean, when you know the chronology of it, when you realize what year it was and you think about how long it actually is, the mental concept of that long, it's like, oh, that's a long time. But, mm. you know, and then all the things that 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 have transpired in my life from the time I moved away from Chicago to today, I, you know, when I think about it chronologically um, and the number of different significant events in my life, it would seem like a, a long time. But yeah in in my in in my i don't know how to describe it like in in my spirit i guess or my mind you know or my creative eye it just it just seems like man that was that wasn't that long ago like yeah. it's was a lot this happened the actual physical time or the time being what it is not physical but when you really think about how much has happened and how it feels it just it doesn't feel like it's been that long when i moved out here that was the same year the 9 11. yeah happened you know i was out here like six months before that happened mm. like, yeah like six months like less than that like five and a half mm. and to think that 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 back then when i you know when i moved out here and coming up in september that was 20 years ago it just blows my mind like right. that, that's two whole decades man you yeah. know yeah so, you know and even coming all the way back since 1993 i can vividly remember the set and what I was doing the day when I booked my first acting job mm. my very first one. And I just, you know, the time, and that's been almost 30, you know, Hey man, that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's like time is time, but it's really not a lot of time. Yeah. Like it's, it, look, and it's relative. We look back on life in, in a wide scope of things and it seems like it's a long time, but when you really, break it down from uh, uh, the wide scope of time, it's really not that much time. Yeah, you know man. What I'm saying? And that's why it's good to get in where you can, do what you can do now, um, because when that understanding begins to kick in, then you take advantage of the moments yeah. in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's exactly what it is you're, you know what I'm saying, you're, you're doing now in, the, in this present day. You're taking the time, but as you see, it's that, it's that 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 uh that level that's moving up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, In comparison man. Comparison to, to to the years, and we have to go through those journeys of the ups and the downs to appreciate when you're up, you know what I mean? And to understand the time that it took to get to where you are, and it makes us as individuals um appreciate our surroundings a little bit more and become more in tune with you know what I'm saying um the understanding of man. And, and and just what our lives are as individuals you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i you know i know people who you know a lot of folks that uh that i knew from back home and that i met out here and in other places who just uh decided not to stick it out to do what they really wanted to do mm -hmm. and um you know and, then, and they're doing they're doing great um but some of them come to me and say, man, you stuck it out man yeah. you're doing your thing and i say yeah and, and i tell people i said the, the end result is one thing, but all the stuff in between, you know, I've, I've had my trials and tribulations. I've had my hardships, my, my down moments, my dark days. Um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you got it all. You got money on TV. You get to be around all these famous, beautiful people. And I said, you know, those same people went through trials and tribulations too. Some of them are going through things right now. Right. So, you know, it's just, you know, I'm, I, I'm a regular guy. A lot of people say, well, you're not regular. I said, well, look, I look at myself <laughs> as a regular guy, but with a not so regular job, you know, mm -hmm. 
Mm. And I love what I do. Look, Skip, I get to play make-believe on TV for a living, bro. Right, right, right. I get to have fun. You know, I work with some cool people. I get to play different characters, oftentimes just just a less than desirable character. But, you know, my what I do for a living allows me to stay in my creative yeah you know mindset i i'm not i'm not a mundane guy like i you know and, and hats off to people who love doing you know like paperwork and clerical things and accounting and, and, and office work and uh corporate you know uh the corporate sector that's not me bro yeah i i i, I would i i think if i had to sit in an office day to day or do something <laughs> you know like that were something repetitive like i'm doing the same thing every day i go crazy I, yeah, I mean, some people, they like it. They like that structure. They like this and they like that. Some people, that's just how they're wired. But everybody's wired differently. Yeah, I'm like, you know, so I appreciate people who who do the things that they do because, you know, I mean, we got to have balance. But me, I got to, I, you know, my mind is, it's, it's just different than that. Now, speaking of an undesirable character that you played, uh, randomly, I think it was maybe a year ago, I happened to be watching Barbershop. And I was like, oh, snap. I didn't know, like, you know, when I, when I saw it then, I didn't know who you were. But, right. like, back in the day when it came out. But when I saw it, like, a year ago on TV, I'm like, oh, snap. And you came in and gave everybody the bad news, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like a bear of bad news or I'm the, <laughs> I'm the bad guy. You know, and I don't, But I don't mind playing the bad guy. Still, not, not, it, not, not, but but how, how was it for you, um, being from Chicago, working on that movie, that was based in Chicago, dealing with things that was going on in Chicago. What was that like for you, working that you know working on that on that movie? I mean, it was interesting, man. You know, I, I for one, I appreciated the work at the time. You know, because that was one of those uh, one of those periods in my life where I was really, really having a hard time getting a foothold of things. But to be to to land that role real quick when you know, I got to work on the scene with Common and Dion Cole, homies from Chicago. Um, you know, working right next to right next to you know Ice Cube and and Cedric the Entertainer and uh, Regina Hall and uh, Marvel Minaj, Nicki Minaj, all of these different people, uh, and and just you know, but but the theme of it, it was like like a lot of people see the movies, but it's like you know I lived this and was dealing with this back in the eighties and the nineties, man, yeah. a long time ago, where I yeah. you know, so it just it it wasn't hard to you know, to, to, you know, consciously get in that mode of, of delivering this, you know, I've had to go and tell some of the homies, Hey man, y'all heard about such and such mm. man, but yeah, yeah. He just got shot up and killed the other day, you know, yeah. or, or, or had the news delivered to me, right. yeah. you know, as, as, as far back as, as eighth grade, yeah. yeah, you know, friends of mine who were just, I mean, you don't want to be too detailed, but just went on too soon, man. Yeah. And yeah. You know, so when I did the film, I was like, I get it. I know it's like a comedy family type of thing, but thematically, it was real. It was real. Yeah, it was real, man. You know, I I have a a very clear, much clearer understanding than a lot of people because I grew up in the area where that stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. So you know, when I went in, I was like, this I, I, I can play this part. You know, yeah. this is I'm, I can I can I can relate to this. So now, now, now fast forward in the years because we've seen, you know, what I'm saying everything that you. You know, you've gone through as far as, you know, what I'm saying the trials and tribulations. I tell people a lot of times that you have to live in your journey in order to um, thrive and survive through the journey. You can't have put a limitation to your journey. Um, so by you thriving and surviving in your journey, boom, you get this call. 
to go do Queen Sugar. Now, at the time when Queen Sugar came about, it was just a startup, you know, show that was just beginning, not knowing the, of the success that it would become. What mm -hmm. were your thoughts going into doing that that show, and where has it landed you today? I didn't know what it was. I got an email um, from my agent, and uh, you know, I was like, "What is this?" And I didn't really pay attention to it that much because I was doing some things, and that was that was another one of those times, like not too long after I booked Barbershop Three, you know, the next cut. Um, I landed Queen Sugar. Um, well, I actually got the audition for it, but it took them a while to get back because it became this thing where word got around about who's producing it, who's directing, it, who's creating it, and all these people involved. And so there were more and more auditions. I did a self-tape when I was in Atlanta. Uh, my, a friend of mine and her son, they uh, they had all the equipment, the lights, mm. the camera, the editing stuff. Mm. So I was like, hey, man, I'll treat y'all to dinner, I'll bring you some food, and whatever you want, some grocery store, if y'all can record this thing for me for this yeah. audition mm. um for this show and i i, I was just, i had just gotten familiar with ava duvernay because i had watched selma mm. um a few months prior to my audition so i knew who she was and i really liked the film and i was like i like this you know so and i ended up I actually auditioned for selma before i even know who ava was so when i saw the name again i was like and i saw ava winfrey ava duvernay and oprah winfrey i was like oh i'm auditioning for this so i, I sent in the self-tape and um, it took, man, Skip, I'm telling you, I guess this thing got traction. It took them, from what I remember, five weeks and six days hmm. to uh, finally lock down the Davis character and, and call me and say, hey, the part is yours. Meanwhile, I was broke as a joke, man. Mm -hmm. I was struggling, but I just kept saying, you know, I mean, because my agent was calling me saying, yeah, they're reading this person, they're reading this guy, they're reading this person, but you're not out. They're not canceling you out. You're still in it. They're just checking out more people just to see what they're really looking for. And so I said, you know what? I couldn't drive my truck because I couldn't afford to get it fixed to pass the small check to get my current plate. I mean, my wow. current bag. Wow. My, 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 I had to sell certain things. I had to sell my TV, certain special edition sneakers, um so my bicycle just to keep afloat you know wow. and um you know i was walking to the gym or i had to walk you know to the mailbox and back it wasn't really a a, a a significant bus route that would come through where i was for me so i said you know i'll just get my workout on and jog over there you know mile and a half there mile and a half back mm. i had to go to the grocery store it was like a mile each way so i would just wow. carry enough groceries that i can carry in my hands and in my backpack and wow. You know, I, when I would walk and I would put my headphones in just so people wouldn't think I was crazy. And I would say, and I would repeat it every day. And this is this was the mantra. I remember it like it was yesterday. I don't care who they read. No, I don't care who they see for this part. Ava DuVernay does not see anyone except for me playing the role as Davis West in Queen Sugar. And you were telling yourself this. Every I, I would just say it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it over wow. and over and over and over and over and over, like thousands of times a day. I just kept wow. saying, I don't care who they see. Ava DuVernay does not see anyone except me playing the role of Davis West in Queen Sugar. Mm -hmm. So that one night, I was at a friend's house about to watch The Walking Dead because I like zombie stuff. And I got a phone call. 323 area code and it was uh no was it 323 i forget what's area code but i knew it was an la number mm. now that i think about it i can't remember what the area code was but i knew it was an la number when we were making up stuff so it was ava and so what? she, she like, hit you up yeah i said hello wow. said, hi this is ava duvernay may i speak to tim uh directly i was like this is he it's like hey you know so 
Um, thank you for coming out and auditioning for our show. You know, it's just something, you know, little thing that we're doing flew all the way across the country. And then she says, and this is when my heart drops, Skip, she says, well, I typically just work with actors who have been to acting class or have, act, have had taken acting classes or been to acting school. And to re reverse a little bit, when we met for the audition, I had told her that I did not go to acting school and I hadn't taken any acting classes except for one, but I could only participate in like two sessions because I couldn't afford to keep going. Wow. Just, I said, I just went and I, I audited the class and I watched that and I would study films and things like that. And so she said, you know, fast forwarding back to the night that she called me, I was still living in Marietta, Georgia. And um, she said, no, typically I just work with actors who've been to acting school or attended acting classes to some degree. And I was like, man, you know, this is the call I'm getting. And then she was like, but I don't see anyone but you playing Davis West and Queen Sugar. <laughs> Skip. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the same feel that I got that night. I, and I, I was like, man, I said, she said exactly the same thing just in first person. Wow. And I'm talking about like what I would say, she said the same thing, but just in first person as herself. And I was like, from now on, I will never speak any negativity to my life. I'm only mm. going to do what I want. Wow. And, um, she said, you know, so if you want the role, it's yours if you want it. I said, yes, I want it. She's like, congratulations. Welcome to the Queen Sugar family. Um, keep my number. We'll be in touch. We'll be in touch with the agent. We got all the particulars coming your way. So uh, looking forward to it. Let's have some fun. And I'm like, bet. And the first day of Queen Sugar, day one of episode one, I was in L.A. shooting in what was supposed to be Davis West's home. It was the first day and I'm there day one. Ava was there. Oprah was there. And I'm just like, I'm a series regular on a on a series. And I'm like, we didn't even know what it was going to be. But what's crazy, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit before that, Skip. And, and you moved from L.A. To, to to Georgia? Moved from L.A. to Atlanta. And when I was in Atlanta, well, L.A. to Marietta, but Atlanta. Um, and when I found out I got Queen Sugar, I had to move to New Orleans because we shot there for five and a half months. And then I moved back here to L.A. Okay. Um, but before that, you know, a friend of mine, we were supposed to be going to a Christmas party and there had been some drama and stuff like a lot of her friends had this misconception that she thought that she was too good to hang out because she was hanging out. You know, she met one of her homeboys and was hanging out with me and it was just some beef and stuff. And now we we're supposed to go to this Christmas party. So she called me one night, you know, because my friend, you know, my homie, some of that that I played ball with in college invited me to the party. And that's why I met her. I'm like, oh, she's from the crib. Cool. You know, so we kept in touch, you know, meeting people from my hometown and she said, oh, we're having a Christmas party at the same place. You want to go? I'm like, cool, let's go. And then she was telling me about everything that was happening. So fast forward, she called me Tuesday night. I'm not feeling good. I'm broke as a joke, bro. I'm I'm just struggling. I'm in a dark place. Yeah. And I said, I don't think I want to go to the party. I don't want to deal with any drama. I don't really want to be around folks and this and that. And she was like, well, if people are going to hate, let them hate. We should just go have a good time. You know, you might as well get out and have a good time. I said, you know what? You're right. I'll go. And then she said, you know, but you know, it would be cool. What if you had to leave the party early Thursday night because you had to fly out for a part in LA? I got the call the Thursday night before the party, before I met her, that I had, you know, that I was auditioning for Queen Sugar. And, and I called her, I said, yo, guess what? I said, I'm gonna have to leave the party early because I'm being blown <laughs> out. Friday morning at 7 a.m. to go to L.A. to audition for an in-person uh, 
audition for this yeah. role because I didn't know what a test read was. You know, a test read is when you go, this is when you're being, this is your last audition for this thing. This is the read. They like seriously considering you. And I told her, I said, I'm going to test read for that audition I told you about. She, she it blew her mind, man. Mm. And I said, all the stuff that's been going on surrounding Queen Sugar. And I tell people, it's been a very special experience for me because there are some, and I got like a dozen other stories to tell you, man, yeah. that I could tell you to take all day. But, um, you know, maybe another time, but it just, Queen Sugar for me has been very magical. I've met some, some of the most awesome people. And when I tell you like everybody in the cast, when, when I'm on set, it's like everybody, it's like the playoffs, everybody's ready. Like we are laughing, joking, this and that. But when, when it's time to film, there's this, this thing, this, this, this hush of professionalism and spirit where, where, you know, things are really good and they keep me on my toes and what really helps with the show and you know how a lot of people say it's so real and real to life a lot of us we spend a lot of time together mm. you know my screen son and I you know I'm much older than him but that's my dude you know and we just spend time we hang out we know each other so in in the screen and on the screen in the scenes I, I can just feel every because I just know who he is I know yeah. where he's going with it so and it's been that way um with that uh, you, know, it, you know, it's interesting speaking on, you know, when, when you know, because once again, we talk about spirit, we talk about energy, you know, when working on these sets, it, you really have to tap into the energy sometimes to really tap into the whole vibe of the show of what's going on to be able to help you work through it. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Where, you know, some I've been on some, you know, uh, 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 I've been on some sets where the energy was just a little different. Yeah. And I didn't and really understand that. what it was going. I know that it wasn't me, but I know that it's just the energy of all the different spirits of people that are there in conjunction with one another, with one another, you know, in this, in this, in this whole melting pot of uh, energy. Yeah. So what you have experienced working on Queen Sugar is a melting pot of good energy. Where mm -hmm. all, where all, where it's like that, that place of like-minded spirits. Yeah, man. You know what like, I'm saying? And you, yeah. and, and so kind of, it kind of led you to, to that. And that became your, your first like TV series regular, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, that, uh, that, that was uh, my role. first one. Yeah. I mean, and what, what's crazy about it is that that's how I like to be on set. Um, You know, like I've been on sets with people just, they're doing it for just a check or they're not taking it seriously or they don't know their lines or they're not ready. They're not prepared. Um, folks on Queen Sugar ain't like that. Mm. And, and, and what, what I, what I find is that people say, Oh man, we got lucky because you have a group of very talented people who don't take themselves seriously. Like you should see us laughing and joking and clowning and offset or yeah. just going to hang out. I mean, I'm talking about just, you know, like the ones who don't get along on camera, yeah, you know, we're laughing and joking and clowning. It's like light and day, and uh, night and day. But I mean, but it, you know, like I said, being drawn into, being brought into the fold of something like that, man, I, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't complain, man. It's been awesome. And then when we got nominated for outstanding series for the NAACP Image Awards in 2017, Skip, I was a nervous wreck, brother. Mm. I was nervous because I, you know, I've been, you know, it's funny, like, like that, that, that chill that I said I got when Ava DuVernay said to me what I had been saying for almost six weeks every yeah. day. Yeah. When I saw when they when they showed us the uh, 
the episode before it was finished, but they just let us see it to see what the feel is like and everything. Yeah. And when I saw it, you know, I was like, whoa. I said, we're going to be, we're going to win something. We're going to be nominated for something. And I, I guess maybe it's a bad luck thing to say that nobody else said it, but I'm like, I can see it. So when we ended up, I'm in the tuxedo, we sitting there, it's our segment coming up. And I'm like, oh my God, I had already done the red carpet stuff, took all these pictures, all these interviews. This was all new to me, dude. Like, I'm like, like folks knowing my name, I get out the car, the driver, you know, pulls up and opens the door and somebody says, that's him. And you get all these cameras flashing and it, I wasn't ready for it. So I was really nervous, man. Mm. You know, our producer, uh, Paul Garns, uh, Omar Dorsey, you know, they were like, man, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I said, dude, I said, I know Retina's nominated. Kofi's nominated for some. We got some writers nominated. We got some other nominations and the show is nominated. I said, I want everybody to win. I said, I want us all to win. I said, but if if nothing else, I said, I want the show to win because that still means that we all win. So I was, you know, I said, we worked hard. I said, we got a dope crew. We had some great, I mean, it's just been an awesome experience. I said, to cap it off with something that I dreamt before, you know, and I felt it. I, I was so nervous because I said, I hope what I'm feeling is true. And I don't know if it was ever caught on camera, but when, um, I forget the other brother's name, but the guy who plays, uh, anyway, it was the two two gentlemen, one uh, uh, Latino brother, Hispanic brother. I don't know where he's from. He was on CSI Miami. Okay. And uh, Mike Coulter. Okay. Uh, Dark Game Ball brother who played, uh, I keep forgetting the name of the show. But anyway, they were up, you know, and they presented, you know, our award when they announced and they said, you know, and the image award goes to Skip. I mean, the, the whole place got silent and you could, I could hear literally, I'm not joking, I could hear my heart beat just pumping man yeah and they were like queen sugar and i jumped up so hard mm. that i was close to the wall i slammed into the wall <laughs> and, like, and i turned around and people were like you all right i'm like i'm good i'm good ran right into the wall bam i didn't know if anybody saw it and then when we were slammed uh, into the wall just from the energy and you just pushed you that much i jumped up like i was trying to do a 360 dunk brother and i slammed into the wall like wow. i had to catch myself and then Omar Dorsey, you know, Ava wanted him to do the speech. And uh, I told my friends, you know, they all knew I was nominated. I'm getting text messages all night. Man, we hope you win. And that was just adding to the anxiety, man. I was like, I was like, please. So I turned my phone on silent and I put it in my pocket. I said, I'm not looking at it no more because our category is coming up. They kept saying, hey, hey close your category is coming up next up. They just have all this structure. Yeah. And so when we walked up on stage, I knew and I told my friends, you know, they said, you gonna, you know, you're going to have to get on camera so we can, you know, document this and i saw where omar was standing and i said omar's giving the speech so wherever he is i'm gonna stand right behind him and if i could ever find the footage i'll show you as he's giving the speech i slide right on in and i smile right and i look down at nick and bianca and i look right into the camera then into the audience and my friends i get all these text messages around the same time wow. i told him i said when i can i'm gonna give you all a little cameo i'm gonna look right at y'all in the camera <laughs> and i couldn't find the camera but i look right where yeah, was and all that stuff. And they saw me next thing I know, man, I had like 50 text messages, dude. Wow. So we wow. like, we see you, bro. And I told people, I said, I'm going to be part of something that's award winning, whether I'm up behind the, the lectern behind or the microphone by myself or as a group. And when it happened, that was another dream come true. Blew my mind, Skip. And I said, I'm doing this. And then we working on the film. That of course, we can't talk about yeah. what we just worked on. Yeah. But this one, you are. So before, well, before we get to that. So when so so what season was so was this after the first season of queen sugar when you all 
we got nominated for our first season, bro. Mm -hmm. And when we won, it just, it, it just, you know, to look out into the audience and you see all of these people, these actors and actresses and these other folks who are public figures and, you know, uh, who you, who I've watched yeah. for decades some, yeah. in some cases, mm -hmm. standing up cheering and fist bumping and pointing and smacking us on the back and shaking our hand as we go past and, you know, and, and whooping and all this stuff. And I was just like, yo, man, like oh right God. now that chill, I was sweating, man, I sweated through that whole tux, dude. I was, a <laughs> I was a nervous wreck, man. I was done. I was done. But then, you know, after that, you know, it got, it got cool, but yeah. You know, to have the show having the success that it's had. You know, now, now what season is it in uh, now? Come, season six is coming up. Wow, season six. Yep, season six is coming up in the fall, and uh, like I say, it's some more stuff coming, man. So, wow. so, so, know. yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you, you. I mean, and that's the thing, like trying to like go and talk about your past and your coming up. I mean, I can already tell from the energy of what we're speaking people can in a way already understand it's like now we get into the meat and potatoes of this interview to, to see because a lot of times in my interviews I talk about you know people what they've done way before and what led to this but it's like we getting right to the meat and potatoes of the actual the journey that you went through but right at the point of that 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 one of those climatic points in your journey that yeah. took you to the next level of things now once you cross that 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 threshold into that space then a bunch of other stuff started opening up yeah am I, yeah am i correct which lands to what we you know what what you were talking about before what we can't talk about but that in itself is just i mean come on man just to being a part of something that's you know what i'm saying will be like no doubt stuck in um stuck in stone for yeah. the next 50 years. Yeah, it's, 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 I think it's going to be a good one, man. But like I, I tell people all the time, you know, when folks that get younger actors and actresses, and then even some that are older, you know, like elders that, that just decided I'm retired. I want to have some fun. They want to get into acting. I tell them, be yourself, do your job, be diligent, be vigilant and be determined and have, and, and to, and be visual. And I tell people, when you can, when you really, really focus and see and project that, that's an energetic thing. You know, there's an energy behind you visualizing or imagining. I tell people the imagination and imagine is the root word of imagination and, 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 and imagine is image. Mm. Picture what you want. You see it as clear as day. And when, you know, let's give an example. When we were on that, on the set of the mm -hmm. thing that we just worked on that we cannot speak of. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I pictured that when I went and auditioned, when I read the script, I called my agent back and I said, this is good. I definitely want to audition for this. And when I did the self tape, I told her, uh, Susan Fincham, I said, Susan, she's like, yeah, I said, I booked this. She's like, how do you know? I said, I just know it. I feel it. I know it. It's the same feeling I got when I landed like Mike, the marriage counselor, single ladies, queen sugar, mm. and this one, I was like, this is it. And, you know, when you get used to that feeling and you get you, you, you keep that feeling and things that that you think about give you that feeling and you emit that energy and life is like a big echo chamber. What you it, what you vibrate outward comes right back to you. Mm. You'd, be, you'd be silly to yell at a wall or into the Grand Canyon and say, man, you suck. And then get an echo back that says you're awesome. OK, 
you put that energy out. I tell people, I say, I love my sprawling uh, compound with the house that I love and the place that's perfect for me next to a river on a hill. It's all oh, you got that. I'm like, yeah, I got it. I just, just ain't in my my possession yet. It's like if I say, Skip, I got a do- I got an awesome present for you, brother. That's your present. That's your gift. It's yours. You just don't have it yet. And I see life that way. Like this is mine. Just because I'm not holding it in my hand yet doesn't mean that I don't. It's not mine. I don't possess it, but it belongs to me. It's so interesting, man. Like you, 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 you know. And and this is what the kind of conversation we we had three years ago. Um, yep. It's interesting when you run across somebody else whose um, whose spirit is 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 awakened. Um, you know what I mean? And to have yep. a conversation with someone, I can definitely feel the energy in your in in the way that you speak in the tone that you speak um about um personal uh, uh inward thoughts that you know bring out outward um uh, uh positivity and vibration into the universe and to your immediate surroundings which basically sparks this drive within yourself to keep that same um uh, uh, uh that same that same that same energy within yourself to keep moving forward you know what i mean yeah. so it's like it's like you can accomplish certain things but still not feel content in that space it's like it definitely it keeps becoming this 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 drive and determination this determined goal no matter what it is because every day is a is is a is a is a is an available opening space of opportunity and mm-hmm. when you begin to look at life that way, it doesn't put you in a place where you, not to, to those that are in cubicles, but into a space of, okay, what am I going to be on today? Like we can be on set and you know that you're going to be on set, but you don't know what could happen throughout the day on set. You right. understand what I'm saying? Yep. That part of, 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 what it is that you do what is it what it is that i do you know what i mean like mm. it, it becomes a constant uh it's like going to six flags man I don't, I don't know man it's like going to six flags and you know that it's rides there you know it's candy there you know that it's these things there people are happy but how will you feel when you get on this ride how will you yeah. be when you get on the, you know what i mean you just or enjoy it you know the ride might break down right when you get to the front or it yeah. might rain right. And, right you know right. what i'm saying and you decide to leave and right when you get home it stopped raining it's all yeah. sunny but now it's too late to go back it, it right. could be anything that yeah. you never know yeah but again like being on set you know what i like to bring is you know i'm i'm a, I'm a preparer man I, I like to bring fun energy even if you know and you know that there were scenes where i had to be I had to you know uh convey one emotion or another you know something as disparate as anger and happiness um you know or fear and 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 courage you know just the different things and sometimes you know you have those days where you're you're really really up yeah and you got to bring yourself down for this thing or sometimes you just tired and down and you got to bring this high energy yeah. and, and and that's the thing with you know with me i you know i equate a lot of these days on set to life because those days when i was walking to the mm-hmm. mailbox or to the gym rain or shine bugs hot does didn't cold didn't matter i just had to do what i had to do but yeah. you know the end results was me accomplishing something and certain things that were said I mean, literally that were spoken, the word 
is a frequency, which is an energy that has a cause and effect on other energies and frequencies. And so when my friend said that, wouldn't it be cool if you had to leave the party Thursday night early because you had to fly out to LA Friday morning for a part and for that to happen yeah. exactly the way. And it was early in the morning because my flight was at seven. So, you know, I'm up at like four something yeah, in the morning, yeah, yeah. get to the airport. And, and then, you know, for me to have spoken, you know, energetically what I wanted to, to, you know, to be the case and then to have it said back to me and then to have other things going on, you know, like, you know, I said, I said earlier this year, you know, I had like scheduling stuff. I said, I want to do this. And I said, I want to book a, I want to book a movie this year. Sure. And I did. And, you know, and then running into you on set and yeah. having an awesome experience, you know, I spoke to the director and producer. I said, this is this has been one of the more awesome experiences for me because, you know, I'm, it's moving me up a little bit with as far as like, you know, on the credits and things like that. But also the caliber of people you're working with, the caliber of production value, uh, things like that. But what I was able to do as a character, yeah, you know, like what I was able to do and that, I believe, is. Uh, in no small part because of what I said I want right. and this is what I tell people I said you know a lot of people think that their roles that they get are up to the producers and directors and writers and casting directors and agents and availability I tell people speak what you want in your life all the time all the time it's, I tell people when I'm at home I don't talk to myself I talk by myself mm -hmm. you know, I'm not responding to having conversations I actively audibly say what I want yeah and these things very many of them and, and the, the frequency and the rapidity and the intensity of things being very closely matched to what i say if not exactly but very close are matched to the words that i spoke and the images that i saw for what i want in my life and um you know some things take a little bit longer you know you make a yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwich that won't take as long as making you know a smoked turkey or right. you know uh, a full meal you know some things are you know they'll come real quick and some things take a little longer but those the reward that you get for having persevered and stuck things out and spoke what you wanted and literally living the things that you said you wanted it is an amazing feeling and i tell people i say focus on that and no matter how hard it gets what's the harm in continuing saying what you want i say because one day you very well might get it Right. You know, and, you know, you, you can take one splinter out of a tree at a time, but eventually you're going to get to a point to where the rest of them splinters can't hold that tree up and you can knock it down and you can do what you want with the rest of all this, this, this tree of life that you've, you know, brought down to your level that you can do more things with. And that's just a crude analogy, but it's, it's, a, it's a matter for me, you know, in my experience of speaking and feeling and visualizing and knowing that I already have what it is that I want. Period. Brother, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to hold you up. I know that you, you know, you have your very busy man. Um, but you know, it hearing you speak is, is, is definitely, and being in tune is definitely a superpower that not everyone. I, I like, has. I like to think that way, bro. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Definitely a superpower. You have to, it's like, it's like, it's like, um, spider-man or superman mm -hmm. it's like you yeah. in the day when you're around people you're just kind of yourself but really low-key you're a superhero and you're and and you're a superhero with certain powers of being in tune yeah. and you know you have certain people that can take what it is that you've gone through or what i've gone through 
and look at it, look at everything from a negative perspective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they just kind of falter. But you have some people that go through certain obstacles in their life and take those obstacles as positives, which mm-hmm. ends up building them up. That's a superpower. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I it, it's, I, I'm glad you said that because, you know, the, the, the boyhood uh, fantasy imagining mind that I have, it, it's, it's, it's that. But I tell you, everybody has that. Yeah. Everybody has that, but some people don't. It's like, um, you remember the movie Jason Bourne? Did you see that? No, I didn't. I never saw well, it, but I, but I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. So, so there's this guy, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a, a hired assassin in so many ways, but he has an accident. He loses his memory, mm. but he has all this stuff that he knows how to do. Mm. He just doesn't know why he knows it. Mm, okay. You know, it's like same thing with 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 certain people. And you know, people say, "Yeah, I saw that. I think that." I said, "When you have these little, as I call them, spiritual notifications or spiritual downloads, that's your inner superhero right. tapping into you, saying, hey, 'Hey, we're trying to start you up.' Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. you get a person in a vehicle. That vehicle is the transport. This is your transport. Yeah, There's a yeah, pilot yeah. in there mm. trying to get you started. Come on, man. And, and some of these and some of these different parts, you know, like, oh man, the starter's messed up or the battery's dead. It's an it's a spiritual atrophy. And I don't know mm. if people know what atrophy is." If you look up atrophy, A-T-R-O-P-H-Y, it means the, the weakening of a thing. It doesn't mean that it's not there. Yeah. It's like having a battery, a rechargeable battery that needs to be recharged. That battery is there. It just needs to be refueled. And it'll be refueled by not belief, not, not, not hope, just having a knowing and a determination that what you know and what you want is already there. And it yeah. will come through to fruition. It's like I use the analogy, like, yeah, Skip, I got this awesome gift for you. You're going to love it. I bought it for you. I got it for you. I had it custom, custom, uh, customized for you. It's already yours, and you ain't even had it yet. Yeah, but it's yeah. yours. Right. As I tell people the same way with things that you want. Think of the. It's like what you focus on. I say, think of the universe as like a very loving guardian, and the, and and it's asking itself, well, what is he or she focusing on? He's focusing or she's focusing on lack and fear and doubt and right. misery and frustration and hopelessness and 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 woe is me and victimized. And they say, well, give them that if that's what they're focusing on. You right. know, they, they right. give them that. But then the, then the universe says, wait a minute. Now they're focused on something else. What are they focused on? Prosperity, power, purpose, vision, moving forward and upward progress and, and all that. Say, oh, the universe says, oh, that's what she or he's focused on. Uh, give it to them. Right, when right, you start, right. You, you do that 180. A lot of people make the mistake. So I did a full 360. If you do a 360, the same direction you yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, do a 180. Or sometimes it's the 90 degree. You might be going this way and you need to make a left turn. You keep straight. You're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. you're going in the opposite direction. Sometimes you're going the wrong. Direction. Sometimes it's just a matter of a slight shift in degree. Yeah. Yeah. Go this yeah, way yeah. instead of this way. Yeah. And, and, and when you start to shift those thoughts bit, bit by bit, minute by minute, little by little, day by day, week, month, year by year, I said, you'll, it's like anything you practice, you get good at. Yeah, 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 you start yeah, to, yeah. To practice speaking <laughs> and visualizing and feeling and knowing and accepting what it is that you want. That energy is flowing from you ever walk into a room and you're like, oh, man, you ain't said nothing to nobody. Mm-hmm. But you're like, I don't like it in here. It just. Don't yeah. feel right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. You go yeah. to someplace else, and you're like, "Oh man, I like it up here." You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. stay there. I said, yeah. I said, I said, please. I tell people, I say, stay in the positive mindset. I said, it's much more fun. It's much more fun. I said, imagine having to go to the dentist every day this week, or going to the amusement park, or going to the arcade, or going to your friend's house, or going to a barbecue, or going to the game, and you got to go do this stuff you don't want to do. 
because your mindset is keeping you there. But the stuff you want to do, it can take you there, but you're not even thinking about it. I said, imagine if you could, if, if you can think whatever you wanted into existence, what would it be? And people start talking about all this stuff. I said, think about that. Talk about that. Visualize that. Know that. Believe in, don't, don't just believe it. Know it and accept that all the time, all the time. If you're in traffic, be like, whoo, boy, these people driving crazy, but I'm, I'm so glad that I am blah, 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 whatever. That I have a car that I can drive to yeah. and from. And that, and that I'm going to a place or whatever yeah. it is, if you want to see wherever it is you want to see, and I don't want to be loquacious, bro, but I, I'll say this because I tell people all the time, I know how it feels to be in a mindset in a state spiritually physically emotionally mentally uh, of, of dark hopelessness mm -hmm. i know what that feels like yeah, yeah. i know it so well mm -hmm. and i and i said sometimes it takes a little while it's like if you've never been to a gym and you've never worked out the beginning of your workouts are going to be very hard you're going to be sore you're going to be uncomfortable you're not going to know what you're doing you're going to make mistakes you might even hurt yourself and you know which is an unfortunate thing i said but like i said the you get good at whatever you practice mm. you, you continue to do this stuff and get in the mindset and speak certain things i said and i said don't be ashamed they said oh i don't want to speak i don't want to talk to myself at home you know while i'm by myself that's embarrassing i said embarrassing by who you're the only one there right 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 Right. Speak what you want to yourself. Let yourself, let your ears hear what your mouth says. Every cell in your body is resonating with what you say to yourself all the time. And I say in my book, what you say to you, what do you, what you say about yourself to yourself while you're by yourself determines your self-worth. I'll say it again. What you say about yourself to yourself uh -huh. when you're by yourself. Uh -huh determines your self-worth that means that with nobody else around you ain't got a front you ain't got to suck your gut in you ain't got to brush your teeth yeah. you ain't got to have your hair done or have all this stuff this is just you in the raw organic and there's one person that you can never lie to no matter how much you try and that's yourself yeah. now speak speaking so you have a book yeah let's, let's talk about that so how long is this book when did this book come out how long i um I uh, published it in 2014. It's called Who the Hell Do I Think I Am? It's mm. a very short read. Um, it's on Amazon? It's on Amazon. Um, it's a very short read. And um, I think I have, oh yeah, hold on one second. Okay. To give you a visual. Yeah. Let everybody know out there that, yeah. you know, yeah, comes it's across. A, this is what it looks like. Okay. And um, like I say, it's a short read. It's a really uh, quick book. Who the Hell Do I Think I Am? Mm. a brief and candid assessment of oneself nice. and when i say candid it's just it's the book is written in first person and when you're reading it i tell people read it aloud and if something resonates with you you know like i have a few of my friends who uh purchased the book some i gifted the book and they say i read that and i got a chill i say if something is affecting you like that physiologically then it res it's resonating that's yeah. a vibration that's a frequency that's that's something speaking to you whatever it is it could nice. be one word in that sentence or it could be the whole paragraph mm -hmm. I said that these things, and there are other books like this. Mine is not the one all be all. Um, it is yours, but it's mine, and this yeah. is my this is my expression of that self talk that I needed to incorporate into my life to uh, move in directions that I want. Mm -hmm. I, and that, I, and that I book is called what again, so people can see it. Bam! Who the hell do I think I am? Got you. So make yep. sure y'all check that out on uh, Amazon. Go to Amazon and get that yeah. book. 
and it'll be it'll be on my website soon. I got some other stuff coming up. I'm working on the uh, the what's audio. Your, what's your website? What, what's your website called? Uh, Tim or Tim It's still being developed, but I got some other stuff, including my artwork and some uh, other things. And I'm I'm working on an audiobook version of this. Nice. Well, so and you're reading it. You're you're going to be reading. Yeah. It? Written and narrated by Tim and Kyle Durrett. So nice, um, nice, nice. But um, yeah, man. But I, I gotta say again, skipping. I gotta, I gotta dip out. Yeah, of here. yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but I, I tell people, everybody who's listening, you know, um, go after what you want. Don't think it's too late. Do your best not to tell untruths to yourself because that doesn't work. Just remember that every cell and every bit of essence that that is part of you resonates and reverberates and perpetuates what you say to yourself whether vocally or mentally spiritually or even in your gut all that stuff all this whole working system like having a car yeah can't have it you know you got the you got the tires got to have the axle the axle got to have the drive shaft drive shaft got to be attached to the you know transmission transmission is you know moving and the engine powers it all the, the starter starts it up and the headlights and the windshield and all this stuff it's like a mechanical organism the human body is the same way but it's not just the thing that moves the car you know your radio your radio sound system doesn't move the car it's not really essential but right. it's that extra stuff all that extra stuff that you're feeling those, those those things that you feel as you're moving through life. That's your sound system. That's the, the bass and the treble that's thumping your heart and, you, and into your spine and telling you, yes, this is moving you in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, yeah, again, another crude analogy, but I tell people all the time, go after what you want and, 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 and seize the day, you know, as they say, you know, carpe diem, seize the day, seize every opportunity you can. And you don't have to do it every day, but when that thing, that thing that you can't, that you wake up thinking about and that thing that's on your mind when you go to bed that's your vocation that's the thing that's calling to you to do you know like me people say oh you got to work today i said no i don't work <laughs> you know i said what i do i don't i don't consider it to be work right 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 you know because i love what i do it's, it's not a it's not a job to me it's a career it's a career tim so, i appreciate you man I thank yes, you sir. for sitting with me. I thanking you for, you know what I'm saying, lounging with me today, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing to see you um, and, and to have this conversation. I was definitely fed spiritually uh, today and, 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 you know what I'm saying, with, and, you know, mentally as well, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that I had this conversation with you, man, on my podcast. Um, yeah. For everybody out there um, who's listening and who's uh, watching, uh, you can go to my Instagram, uh, Lounging with Skip Podcast. Um, at Lounging with Skip Podcast on uh, Instagram. And Tim, what, what's yours? Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, Tim and K Direct, uh, slash whatever the, the platform is. I'm just on those, you know, those three. And again, my website, timandkdirect.com and timandkyledirect.com will take you to the same site. Uh, more content is being developed to be put on the website, including more of my artwork, which a lot of people don't know that I do. So um, that's what's going on. If people want to kind of get a feel for what's going on, I will have little video vignettes and things like that about my artwork, the audio book, my book and other things I'm working on coming up real soon. So, you know, it's all about time. And so I'm, I'm getting it taken sure. care of. So. Tim, salute to you, man. Yes, sir, I appreciate brother. you, man. Until next um, time. Yes, sir, Thanks. man. We'll, we'll get at each other, bro. All right, for sure, bro. Right. Cool, yes, bro. Cool. Later.